This week we have a two-part series of the podcast with a mid-season review where we go through all of the development around the Frankston Football Club VFL program with Danny Ryan. All right, welcome everyone. We are back for the podcast and instead of doing a weekly debrief this week, we've got Danny Ryan in here to review the season of 2023 to the midway point. Uh, we're not quite at the bye. We've obviously got Geelong uh, this Friday night down at GMHBA, which will be a, be a challenge again. But uh, we are halfway through the season and uh, we thought this would be a good opportunity to, to take stock and uh, and talk a little bit about the growth and development of the team, where we're sitting right now uh, and, and where we feel that we're going to be able to go in the future, not just in 2023, but uh, onwards into 2024. So welcome, Danny. Welcome back after a couple of weeks off from the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Great to be here with you again. Excellent, mate. Now, obviously, we uh, we've we've had a couple of tough weeks. Um, I don't think I've ever been more flat at the footy than when Plowman kicked <laughs> that goal against us uh, at Icon Park. And uh, obviously, we had a really good shot at the Bulldogs over the weekend at home. Uh, probably got knocked off by a little bit of class in the end. Uh, you know, Mitchie Hannon kicking five goals uh, didn't help. And there was a few others there that were, were certainly uh, rebounding quite well. Uh, but yeah, it's been, been a tough couple of weeks for the boys. It's been, um, it's been close, close, but no cigar. Um, we've certainly been um, probably against Carlton, fair to say, I think we were the better team and, and, and facets of, uh, what is the demographic of our team of both weeks have let us down. We outscored the Bulldogs four goals to three in three of the four quarters. And we just conceded six goals in the second quarter when they had the win before the win died away. Um, and so that's clearly not good enough. Uh, and against Carlton, we missed some shots we should have kicked and, and we allowed some goals that they scored also in the second quarter um, where we were sort of in a dominant position at quarter time. And if you don't execute on your scoreboard pressure, you just allow the others into the dance and um, we didn't want the ugly sister turning up and they both turned up and got us. So, um, yeah, look, flat, but you know, we, we know what went on. We've done really strong reviews um, and we know it's part of the growing pains as such of, of the young list just learning to play together and um, getting a bit harder on themselves to close those games out. Yeah, for sure. And I guess if we um, if we go back over the, the season so far, uh, it probably has been a theme that the boys have just been let down by whether it's a 10, 15 minute period. Uh, we, we had a bit of problem starting some games a little like earlier in the season. Yep. Um, obviously the early on in the season, we had some inaccuracy issues, which probably the team wasn't getting their nourishment in terms of their, their work. And then as it's drifted on probably to that middle part of the first half of the season, we were, we were having trouble in the first quarter. And then the last couple of weeks where we've actually started really well um, or reasonably well. And then we've dropped off in that second quarter. Yeah. It's a bit of whack-a-mole, isn't it? We, we fixed um, the score issue. We, we're kicking 10 plus goals most weeks and that's not enough, um, but it's certainly better than, three and fours and fives early in the year. And we're seeing that AFL and VFL wide low scores. So teams are getting a, a distinct momentum run on. We've been over, able to overcome that hurdle, which is really pleasing um, for the group so that we're in games again now uh, and we can be, you know, we're always within the margin. Um, and the other part was, yeah, the Q1 starts were poor. And so different ways of... Um, getting them ready to play and having their arousal at the, at the right levels. And, and we, we think we've got that to the right space. Um, 
being consistent enough in it to be able to, you know, maintain that sort of rage, so to speak, in the second quarter. As you know, so as I said, it's a whack-a-mole. We you, you yeah. solve one, and another one pops his head up. Um, and that's the nature of young teams that are inconsistent, um, and that's what we are at, the, at this point in time. So it's a work in progress, um, but we're certainly happy as a, a few of the things, um, as you said, around the shot accuracy. We know there's a few things that go towards the formula to win games, and shot accuracy is one. Uh, and first, you know, the Williamstown game, five goals, 17, was was a, was an indictment, but um, we're certainly getting that back to the shape. And in terms of one of the things we worked on we hit the KPI 100% on the head on the weekend. And it's, we, we talk about shots from a certain part of the ground. Um, and 12, we kicked 12 goals, nine. It'd be nice to kick 13 or 14, five. But uh, the nine points came from the shots where we didn't want to have the shots. Yep. Uh, and there's a bit of credit to your position. They don't always get allow you to do that. But the formula has certainly come to play. And so heightened focus on what we talk about, lead measures versus the, the lag measures, which is the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Um so that so that is pleasing. Um, they've been able to be coached, they've been able to train it, uh, and they've been able to start to do it in games. So it's taken a good month or so, and and we just keep working at it and and look to the back end of the year for it to get better and better. Yeah, absolutely. What we might do now is just a little exercise. We might just go through the lines, um, you know, all the sections of the ground, and and sort of you know uh, talk about that where the growth has been, uh, where where we still need to work on a few things, and then we might finish off on just some general positives and negatives of the uh, of the team. Um, we might start uh, in the back line uh, now. This is probably I know there's been a lot of talk about the forward line, and we've talked about the forward line a lot over over this period in the in the podcast. But the back line to me seems to be where we probably have some gaps um, in in terms of that. The forward line we'll talk talk about soon, but we seem to have been able to manufacture something there. The back line, uh, when we get isolated, uh, we we seem to be having a little bit of bit of an issue. Obviously, when we get some, we've been taken hold of by a few big monsters uh, at times as well. Uh, whether it's Coleman Jones, whether it's uh, Archie Manton against uh, Poor Melbourne, um, but then also. Uh, you get guys like Mitch Hannon, who probably spent time up on a wing. Uh, you know, was probably half forward, uh, floating around there. But when we get isolated and they get a run on like that, we struggle a little bit, or have struggled a little bit uh, recently with that sort of one-on-one defending. Yeah, that's 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 part of the issue. I think the other the other part is continuity, and we've only just seen Max Williams and and Joe Lloyd come back into the team, two of our best defenders, uh, who've had injuries over preseason and and a limited preseason. Um, and Joe was very good the first game against Carlton. A bit of second yep. week blues wasn't so good on the weekend. Max Williams has certainly hit his straps, though. He's been good in both yep. games. Um, he's looking pretty thick, Max, too. He's been in the yeah, gym a bit. Yeah. He is He is a big, thick unit. He's a big yep. truck who just runs straight and hard. So, yep. But he also, people who come and watch Max, just watch him in his blue boots. You'll end up find, seeing him in the – he's a fullback who yep. ends up in the middle of the ground and sometimes in our forward 50 because he brings the aggressive, brave element to our game that we lack. Um, we've had a young back line, and so we've, we've, you know, we talk about the players that we've exposed through there. So Jess McManus, Darcy Gilbert, and, and Ben Hempel, and they've all come in and out and shown real promise, but they're all 18, 19 year olds, and so they've all suffered injury because it's the first time through VFL. So they haven't been able to be regular either. So it's put a load on the likes of Riley Stoddart, Jackson Voss, and Tane Barlow, even to actually carry that load. So 
the continuity of, of having the group together and the chemistry for them to be able to build. And Josh Smith has, has been a bit of a fine for us. We recruited him as a yep. forward and we've turned him into a defender. Um, but he's learning his way in the system and having Max and, and Joe back is certainly going to benefit him. Um, yeah, and look, some, some of those guys you mentioned, um, look, I'm not sure who you'd have to deal with as, as a standalone team. Yep. We don't have any AFL defenders that you know, and they're AFL key forwards. And so you're always going to be hurt by them. Um, and they're just good players. And the bottom yep. line is, so you do your best to limit the damage they can do. Uh, and you try and do some damage at the other end. And so it becomes about field position. And if your midfield is getting beaten, they get a look at it. Um, and Ben Crocker, we saw we were able to take care of Ben against Carlton um, with Joe. But then they changed the game and he started playing higher up the ground. And then the greater running power of some of these athletes is, you know, we're talking with part-timers at, yeah. at Frankston. It's hard for them to match up sometimes. So we end up, you know, using two or three different players on them. And so, that, you know, they're going to have, you know, Jackson Voss has got different skill set to what Joe Lloyd's got. And so when they come up against a, a Ben Crocker or a Mitch Hannon, some are going to be able to match him in the run. Some won't yep. be able to go with him in the air. Some be able to go with him in the air, but can't match him in the run. Yep. So we have to mix and match a little bit, and we have to shuffle. Um, but that's all we can do, mate. That's the personnel we have. So yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention Ben Crocker last week. Obviously, you know he's a he's a very good VFL uh, footballer. Um, you know, and has been been in the system, uh, the AFL system, and and come out, and he's been very good at Carlton the last three years. And uh, it, it was interesting, you know, watching him uh, last last weekend or the weekend before. Uh, once he did get up the ground, just his work rate uh, was was insane. And I think, uh, as you said, Joe Joe was playing on him, but when we when they get up the ground, it's probably the same as Mitch Hannon when they get lost in transition there and and being able to pick up and what you're saying with the continuity of the players down in the defensive area mm, yeah. you get better at that uh picking up in transition and and swapping over uh yeah. with that because there was one there was one that where he's down he was the outer side to to you uh at, at icon and he got the ball probably between wing and half back delivered it came down tick lead out of the forward line and then pops up and takes a grab i mean you know, in in fairness to Joe, that's not his his go being able to get up the ground and then get back with him. Well, it's his and, first game for Joe. Yeah, exactly. So it, was tough. it will be in time. He he yep. will build that that VFL tank that he's lacking at the moment with a bit of match fitness. But but even then, yeah, it's a significant challenge. And so that's that's where you need your team defence to be able to help. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's there's little there's little system things in there for them to learn, and that and that's part of the chemistry of you know, a back six or seven that have played together for two or three years know how to help each other get that done. Especially with a standalone program, where you don't get like day in day out uh, continuity with these players, and that that's probably more where I'm alluding to, where you go, you know, if you're able to the AFL clubs and things like that, they're able to train this consistently, and we we're just getting some personnel back, so they're only just starting to to get game time together, and they're starting to play together, but. A good watch, I think, over the over the back half of this season and into twenty twenty four. Hopefully, these guys get some full pre seasons behind them, and and you can keep that group together. Uh, they're going to obviously be able to second nature start doing this sort of thing. Yeah, exactly right, and that's and that's what we know. We're chasing our tail with a, a few that had some limited pre seasons. Um, their footy's getting better, but but we know they're going to have some little blips um, and some and injuries going to happen. There's no club. In Australia, that doesn't not dealing with some inj- sort of level of injury at this point in time. So, uh, but that's that's the competition, mate, and that's what we deal with week in, week out. So there's yep. no other choice just to lean in and, and get to work.
Nah, absolutely. There's plenty, plenty of green shoots down there, and and some of the young guys you alluded to there, Darcy Gilbert, and and that I think he was really missed over the last couple of weeks because he had a really promising start. But let's let's move on to the midfield. Um, this is this is probably, uh, you know, our strength and has been identified over over time as our our strength. Um, how how would you rate the midfield, uh, so far in the first half of the season? Yeah, look, that that's it's been the strongest area of the ground for us. Um. Yeah, we're we're number four contest. We're number two clearance in the comp. Um, it's not yet translating to the amount of inside fifty we would want. So there's a little bit of work to be done on that. And we're coaches have been the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're saying put some some new pieces of the puzzle together for the midfield group to try and arrest that or improve that. Um, but in terms of a one on one and the ability of them as a group, uh, Kai Owens moving in there has certainly given it some new life and a, and a new look. To complement uh, Will Fordham and Trent Minor, Lockie Riley keeps growing in in front of us. Yep. Um, Colby Nain is the the winger that's sort of played wing and a little bit of halfback, so he's sort of flipping around a little bit. And Tom Small, as a as a local player, really who yep. came through our academy, has really grown into you know just being an absolute bona fide VFL player and, and really holding down that wing area. Um, and we've he's seen real, some... just talking on on Tom Small. I mean, you know, he's a he just looks like a bit of a heart and soul sort of player you know like he, he i mean i watched him uh, on the weekend just going back with a flight on a couple of occasions and getting absolutely poleaxed and and getting up and i think his teammates just really appreciate what he does yeah, it, it, Tom, tom's the epitome of what we talk about being a good dolphin um he'll be compliant he'll play any role we ask him to play um he's got great game plan knowledge um and and, and he's got to work on his skills which has been his downfall in the past but he's certainly improving He's not Scott Pendlebury, um, but he's improving and he's getting better and he's got some confidence in his body and, and his place in the team. And so that's why he's delivering what he's doing. So he's a real win for us. And it's not the obvious win that everyone looks at Stoddart and Owens and those types. Um, Tom's Tom's been a real revelation for us this year. And so full credit to him. Um, Sabowski's the young player that's um, and he had, he had a slow start. He sort of found it a little bit tricky playing against men at the, at the level. Um, since he went back out and played the, a little bit of local footy and then the Young Guns series, he's come back with a bit of a renewed sense of it and a, and a bit more um, confidence, his own ability. And so for the last two or three weeks, he's been he's been really handy for us. We're about a week or two weeks away from seeing um, young Lockie Reedy come in and play. Uh, yep. He's been training really well, had the little rib fracture in the middle of the year. So he's another young player we haven't yet seen. So he'll be one we get to see at the back end. Yep. The, midfielder, um, midfielder gives a yeah, bit of a profile he's a, he's a on wing, 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 inside and half forward, half back yep. type for us. Uh, you, you know, so we talk about Tom Small, but um, Lockie was captain of Eastern Rangers, captain of Whitefriars, you know, Herald Sun winning team, but also the school captain. So we know what sort of character you're dealing with. This is you know a high quality yep. individual, as as all our boys are. Yep. Um, so we're really excited to see him play. But, but as we know, he's another 19 year old. So. We just need to temper our expectations, but it'll be exciting to see him get on the park eventually. That concludes part one of our mid-season review with Danny Ryan. Join us for part two as we discuss more of the midfield and the forward line in review and what is to come for season 2023 and as we look forward into 2024.